0: Sedan so on LZ with you here on 710 ESPN LZ today is a good day. It is a yes, good day. Yes it is, sir. Yes it is. It is a good day for Los Angeles, for Southern California, for Lakers fans all over the world. It is a good day because for LeBron the James, James family. <laughs> yeah, the James family certainly. LeBron James is inked a 2-year extension and here's what it means, LZ. Mm -hmm. It means very simply, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, because we can discuss kind of like what this means for LeBron, for his legacy, the franchise, its stability, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to focus on the stability of the franchise, okay? Because this is the crown jewel of the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers. But we are not that far removed from the worst seven-year stretch in the franchise's (laughs) history, okay? And by the way, LeBron was part of one of those. Now, granted, it was an injury uh, late in season. And he was clearly not the same after the injury, but he missed a lot of time, and they weren't good when he wasn't there, and and then they were about average when he came back because he came back too early. But what this means is as long as he is healthy, okay? And I I don't think that is a huge if, you know? Granted, father time is undefeated, so I don't want to dismiss it completely. But basically over the next three seasons, you're almost assured, that the Lakers are championship relevant. And that is a place where not only people here in Southern California feel a great pride, but as I mentioned, Lakers fans around the world. And by the way, the NBA is in a better place when the Lakers are in that championship hunt year in and year out. And I think this, perhaps with a a subsequent move with Anthony Davis, which I believe is coming very soon, um, will solidify that. But I think this is a tremendous first step in – Maybe not guaranteeing it, because you can't guarantee anything in life. We wouldn't have thought that we'd be sitting here doing the shows uh, at, at home, uh, you know, at this point. But I, I think, it, it again, it gives them a unbelievable shot at being champions for the next several years.
1: A- absolutely. Well, honestly, the conversation started as soon as LeBron said he was going to be a Laker.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And even though, obviously, they came up short in the first year in large part because of injuries – the relevance of the Lakers immediately shifted from focusing in on what they have accomplished to shifting towards what's still ahead. And that was a very quick shift. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to take a moment to give Jeannie Buss credit for having the courage to make the necessary moves with her family and with longtime Laker GM Mitch Kupchak to make these changes so that the team was in position for days like today. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that long ago, George, that Jeannie held her own red wedding. (laughs) And now it's a party. And she needs to be credited for that because certainly when things were going bad, she was faulted for it going bad. So I'm gonna give her props for now things are going well. And you're right. The NBA is just better when the Lakers are relevant and they're better when their stars are stars in relevant places.
0: And right, we, this we have the best that. of both
1: worlds. Yeah. Yes, we have yeah. the best of both worlds because of today's announcement.
0: Yeah, that's a, this secures that, and I think that's good. I think what this means for Anthony Davis is fairly simple. Look, the Anthony Davis thing is a foregone conclusion, right? Like, we've talked about this. Anthony Davis, it's all about the contract length. Anthony Davis, who's had some, you know, an injury history in the past, right? Let's not beat yep. around the bush. Although he has been relatively healthy the last several years. I think that this is about what he's comfortable with, as far as the length of his contract. And for those that don't know the details, we'll just I'll quickly give them to you. Anthony Davis can is two seasons away from being eligible for the. Largest salary increase he can have in his career. Okay. When you get to 10 years in the NBA, you can get the largest amount that you are capable of getting. Okay. So he's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got two more years to get to that level. So there is a real possibility that he signs a two year extension, much like LeBron did. Okay. And by the Mm -hmm. way, also the signing of the extension, much like we talked about during Purgatory. Uh, is smart because this collective bargaining agreement is going to change. Chances are the dollars are going to go down for guys because of the pandemic. But Anthony Davis is the key to the Lakers' free agent future. Now, if the Lakers are going to chase stars, Anthony Davis will probably have to sign a one plus one, a one-year with a one-year option, which allows the Lakers to potentially add another superstar – you know, they'll have to make some other moves too. It's not just clear cut that it has to be just Anthony Davis. But it starts with him because he's the biggest piece of the puzzle where he would have to sign a one-and-one and and he would have to feel confident doing that LZ, not only personally but professionally and obviously from a physical standpoint because it's a risk.
1: It is a risk. It it, it is a risk and we have certainly seen – players like Isaiah Thomas, like DeMarcus Cousins, come out on the wrong side of that risk. And I'm sure that's very much in the minds of players every time these contract negotiations are up and running. But what you can't do is live your life in fear either. And if you bet on yourself because you think that you can guarantee some future resources or additional money or something like that, and you're the age of an Anthony Davis, I still lean toward that because even though I picked you know, those two examples of DeMarcus Cousins and Isaiah Thomas, the reality is, is that more often than not, those are rare exceptions. That the guys who better themselves, like LeBron James with one-year deals or two-year deals with a year opt-out, they better themselves and it pays off. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure AD is probably going to lean toward doing the same thing. And oh, by the way, how great is it for AD that LeBron has made this commitment? How great is it for
0: him? Oh yeah, no question because he they're kind of linked together in a lot of ways, for sure. Yeah,
1: I mean like I wouldn't have joined this show if I didn't think you were going to be here for the long haul, right? You know, I want to know. Yeah. And now and now AD knows, you know, for the next, you know, 3-4 seasons anyway, that the question of who's going to be my teammates gets severely less pressing because LeBron is locked in and you already know what you can do when you're paired with LeBron.
0: <laughs> and, and the other part of it is this. It allows Anthony Davis's maturity and growth as an eventual leader to take its time, right? Yep. It, it doesn't have to be fast-tracked, per se, right. because now we know that they will, in theory, be together for several years and that LeBron is going to be here for three, uh, including this season, and Anthony Davis is probably going to be here for that much if not longer right so it, right. it allows AD to eventually get the torch that we've been talking about being passed but it doesn't have to feel rushed okay and that i think is an important part of this too and and also because eventually when lebron is gone and he's going to be gone he's 36 or he's going to be 36 years old in a couple of weeks uh, you know, Anthony Davis can then be the guy to learn not only just the stuff from the game, but the stuff, LZ, and we got about 30 seconds or 40 seconds here, but the stuff about being the guy to help recruit other players to play with you to help you win those championships. Yeah, we're we're in a, in
1: a, in a fantastic position because of this signing with LeBron James. And as you said, AD is a foregone conclusion. And now going forward for the next... You know, God knows how many seasons. Every free agent period, we're players, whether we have cap space or not, simply because guys are going to want to be part of what's brewing here in the city.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, coming up next, LeBron was on Spectrum yesterday with Allie Clifton, who was on with us yesterday, and our pal Richard Jefferson, who's going to join us in less than five minutes. Uh, they had a fun conversation with him. There are two parts to this. Uh, on Tuesday, yesterday, it ran on Spectrum at 8 o'clock. It'll run again next Tuesday. It's the Road Trip and podcast. So we'll talk to Richard about that and his conversations with LeBron. And Richard... Take a little swipe at another Laker during that conversation yesterday. He sure did. Yeah, he did. So we will have that. We'll talk to Richard about that and his conversation with LeBron uh, in just a few moments. So please stick around for that. We all know
3: breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta,
0: tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Sean McVay going to join us in 15 minutes. The head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, Ramona Shelburne, will be in all hour. And the 5 o'clock hour, DeMarco Farr will stop by at 6.15. And now we are joined by ESPN NBA analyst, one-third uh, of the Road Tripping podcast group. We had Ali Clifton, our friend, on yesterday. Richard Jefferson now joins us here, of course, NBA champion as well in 2016. So, Richard, thank you for joining us. Um, although, I, I do need to bring something up because I feel like you and I are more than colleagues now. We, I thought we were friends. I sent you a text yesterday, and you did respond to me seven hours later, but I come to find out that you only responded to me because Allie Clifton was telling you that she was coming on our show, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I probably should respond to George. I, you know, look, I know that you are a guy who will zing a, a man, but I thought we were better friends than a seven-hour between-text Friendship, okay.
1: At least he texts you back. I'm still waiting. Shame, shame. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna be really honest.
4: Um, your expectations of me are not my fault, George. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> I, I am not responsible for your expectations of me. That is right? fair, like, I guess. You, you need you need to lower your expectations of me because I'm just like you'll you'll be a much happier person the lower your expectations are of me.
1: That being said, it's so good to be here, George. How are you guys doing? Dude, yes. he just, Yana Van Zant fixed my life to you.
0: Yeah, he did. He did, and that's why I, I can't disagree with that. He totally just Jedi mind tricked me, and now it's it's over. Like, there's nothing I can do. I was even going to bring up that he treated me like a mean, uh, because I know that will also hit him in a certain no, place. No, 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 no.
4: I respect you. I don't respect Amin. There's okay. No, difference. no, no. Okay. That's fair. I might take a couple hours to respond to you. But like Amin, like I don't like I blocked him on social media and he doesn't have my
0: phone number anymore.
4: I'm like one step away from getting a restraining order against him. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. All right, fair enough. So um, you, my friend, uh, though. We know how good you are, obviously, because we see you on TV. We bring you on the show, all that stuff. But this Road Trip and podcast, I didn't know that Richard Jefferson had the comedic timing that he had uh, until I watched yesterday's Road Trip and podcast on Spectrum Sports. For those in the audience that don't know uh, what I'm talking about, there was a moment where LeBron was on with Richard and Allie, uh, and he starts thanking the teammates that are no longer going to be on the Lakers <laughs> And Richard Jefferson dropped in just a dagger. So play it. Steve, yeah. for us. I got to give a shout out to yeah. Danny Green. Yeah. Rayjean Rondo. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard.
5: JaVale.
1: JaVale McGee. Quinn Cook. Um, you Who's know, my? Uh,
4: shut up. <laughs> Kuz, I'm kidding. Shut up. I'm kidding. God, cool. oh, come I mean,
0: on. Kuz just put out an ad uh, yesterday, too. about Yeah, he probably got <laughs> good ad. Yeah, you know. No, he, no, he's Kuz. Tired. You can't say Kuz Kuz that. Tweeted. Kuz Kuz is taking it. Yeah, yeah, oh,
1: we'll Kuz, sing
4: it. Uh, oh, uh, Laker fans give out, uh, uh, Kuz, give out PSP, and they sing it and apologize. Right. Kuz, that right. was funny.
0: Yeah. A lot of respect on that. Yeah. So, Richard, speaking of restraining orders, you may need to be uh, weary of one from Kyle Kuzma, okay? Well,
4: look, look, this is the thing. I try and be as consistent as I possibly can as a human being,
0: um,
4: which I often fail. But most of the time it's like, man, I'm just having fun. Like Kyle Kuzma is talking trash to Laker fans. It's all a joke. It's all like I and I try I tried not to be disrespectful but yours, that was funny. That was just oh, it was
0: hilarious. I, it was I right. L- Listen, I howled. I didn't know it was coming, so I'm watching this last <laughs> night, and I howled with laughter. I text, <laughs> including our group text on this show, multiple yeah. other people because I thought the timing of it was hilarious.
4: Well, and, and you know what's so funny is like, so we do this job, so we understand. We understand the media. We understand kind of like what goes viral on our space like oh this person says this or i have to make sure i ask this question because this is what people are going to like want to hear and it'll get a lot of attention and traction which is great so like as soon as i said it i was like oh man people are gonna people are gonna really like that one right? <laughs> they just know but no it, it's you know that's to me and part of the reason why i enjoy doing road tripping and for me not saying that I'm a comedian, but I've always enjoyed comedy. I've always loved joking around. Like, you know, George, like, it doesn't matter. People think that it's uh, on television. The minute we're alone and cracking jokes off yeah. air or whenever we, it's all just how much fun can we have, how how goofy, and how many jokes can we crack. And then we try and see what we can get away with on air. And luckily with road tripping, I can get away with a little bit more.
1: But here, here's the thing, though, Richard, when it comes to comedy, and I'm sure you, you know this, um, and I was really fortunate to have the great Joan Rivers sort of be one of my mentors, awesome. you know, early in my life. So awesome. yeah. she was so awesome. One of the things she taught me was that comedy is at its best when it has truth attached to it. Mm-hmm. So so even <laughs> yeah. though you may have just been clowning for the sake of clowning, the reason why it resonated is because everybody and their mama, including Kuz, knows he's perpetually in trade rumors, and this has been his existence, well over a year now so my question to you is do you believe that man is going to be on this roster for the long haul and that it really is just jokes or that there's
2: a lot more truth there well I think it's weird and I'm going to say both because like Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
4: When you look at it, I don't think they're going to give away Kyle Kuzma, Like I think he's talented. He's a guy that has a lot of value, and he actually has a lot of value. He helped contribute to them winning a championship, which is tough to do in your first few years. Understand that. Like This man is in his, what, fourth year? now and and we're like being critical of him he's going to be he's going to continue to improve as a player so uh you know if he continues to develop if he continues to learn it, it, i think he can stay with the lakers because he's a contributor which it's hard to find in this league uh but you know if a great offer and a great player and option come up i can see them i can see them you know maximize that but to your point about the joan rivers thing I was joking when I called when I called Giannis a Pippin and that got so much attention <laughs> after that. But it's like there it's the same type of joke as I do with Kuzma. It's like the reason why the the, the comedy works there is because there's a lot of people that feel there, there's some truth behind it, yeah. but nobody wants to say it jokingly and openly. So I try like I said, I try and be consistent. The same joke I kind of made about Giannis with a little bit of truth behind it, not like All love is Stephen A. Not like berating him on first take, and he doesn't. He can't. It's like, yeah, maybe he's a Pippin, right? That's kind of the way I say things. But that's just, I don't know. That's that's where I have the most fun in doing this job. Is not breaking down basketball. It's not talking about who's going to win. It's like, how much jokes can we make that we would be still making in the locker room? Like those are the conversations and the jokes that we make in the locker room. And. Uh, I, I still feel like I have a little bit of locker room left in me because I've only been gone a couple years. So I just like to bring that to the table and have some fun.
0: Our pal Richard Jefferson with us here, of course, ESPN NBA analyst, road trip and podcast, and uh, many other things, a bevy of other things in regards to the media space. Um, you know, speaking of just that loose atmosphere, look, you've been around LeBron a, a lot, right? Like You won a championship with him. You were in the locker room with him in Cleveland for a couple of years. I, at least on the outside looking in, watching that show yesterday, it was as relaxed as I've seen him in, a, in any setting, really, in a really long time. How did, how did you kind of take that in and just kind of where his head is at right now in regards to that?
4: I, I think he's at peace, right? I think he's at peace right now. And I think he can sit back and after a very, very grueling year all of the things he was dealing with off the court, all the things he was trying to help on the court, all of the stuff, the Kobe passing, 2020 for everyone. So I'm not saying that everyone in the world isn't, you know, having emotions, but I think for him, this is like a small window of like two weeks where three, I mean, maybe longer than that, since the end of the season and all the election stuff that he worked so hard on with more than a vote and interviewing Barack Obama uh, on the shop. I think this is like a two-week window where he can finally be like, okay, that's behind me. The season's, you know, a week away, week and a half away. I can just, you know, I won a championship. I want a finals MVP. Let's just sit and relax and enjoy that moment. And I think, like, he's the one, like, we, you know, what we always talk and we're on text chains and all that stuff. And he goes, uh, hey, guys, you know, you know, uh, you know hey, you guys want to do a road tripping? And we're like, yeah, let's do it. What works for you? He's like, Saturday at 11 work? I'm like, Saturday at 11, perfect. See you there. And that was just kind of end of it. And so then we get on and you know, he's actually been so involved in obviously look winning a championship, the, the the election and all of the stuff that goes on in the bubble, the finals M V P there's been so much stuff that like we he hasn't talked to anybody for in months that it was just the conversation flowed so easily. And I'll say this lastly is that there's a level of trust. There's a level of trust that he has with us, like any of our guests, we always allow them to see the, pot, the content before. And then anything that they want taken out, they take out. And we've even edited stuff out to make sure that just because we just want it to be about the loose conversation. So when he sits down with us for the 10th time, he knows that we have his back, that there's a level of trust, that we he can relax. He can speak openly. And if there's something that needs to be changed later because it's just it's the wrong optics or he misspoke, he knows that we don't want that type of content we want just good friendly relaxed let's have conversation
1: you know I'm looking over your career and I, I i you know remember you know most of your stops but the thing that I wanted to bring up right now is that you've had an opportunity to really play with some of the greatest basketball players of all time yeah. over the course of your career yeah. I mean starting with j kid and just you know Continuum. all the way through yeah, LeBron, just, right it never stops Never stop. stop. It's just a total blessing. The story has come out today from The Athletic about the culture of the Clippers and about star preferential treatment. So my question to you is about witnessing that preferential treatment because you played with the Spurs with Duncan. You were with the Nets. You were with, obviously, LeBron. I think you played with Dirk. So did you witness any preferential treatment for those superstars and how was it handled? Damn right
4: I did. Damn right I did. And you know what? Every day they went out, they earned it. <laughs> that's what I'll say. Every day they went out and earned that preferential treatment. And I mean that not in a negative sense. I firmly believe I had a coach saying that I'm not going to treat all of you equally. I'm going to treat all of you fairly. Right. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to speak on the Clipper stuff because I don't like hearsay. And unless there's direct quotes, unless there's, you know, there was a quote about, you know, uh, Paul George talking about Doc Rivers. Now, that's an easy one to talk about because you can address it. When we start to get the hearsay, but you can, can talk on how does, how does not practicing and all that stuff affect chemistry and all of that stuff. Well, you also have to have a maturity level of the people that are often having to practice. Now, look, Bron, you know, I've seen it with Tim Duncan. I played with Steph Curry the first time he broke the three-point record and he really emerged as a budding superstar in this league. So I've seen so many guys. You know, some guys have to practice more. Some guys have to practice less. Tim Duncan, you know, they always tried to save them, and you knew it that the minute he stepped on the court, he was going to give you everything you had. Um, Dirk Nowitzki, I saw him two days after we lost in the playoffs in the gym shooting um, with, with his shooting coach, still putting in that work. So I, I think that there are there is always going to be preferential treatment for superstars. It's just a matter of how you handle it as a as a role player. For me, myself, I knew I had to get my work in. And, you know, whether Bron or Kyrie needed a day off because of, you know, something. Kevin Love had been working his tail. Kevin played 40, you know, two minutes back-to-back nights. And so he didn't practice very much the next two days. I was okay with that, right? I was cool with that. If we had a stretch coming up where, you know, Braun or Kyrie or, or Steph or Tim Duncan, you can give them a break. I'm okay with that because I know my job is to stay ready and do that. If I start to resent them, now their responsibility as superstars is to make sure that they are communicating, to make sure that they are consistent, to make sure that they are encouraging their teammates that are having to do, whether it's extra work or doing stuff that might be that they don't have to do right? They have to make sure that they're doing the necessary things as leaders to make sure that that is understood and that that's okay. But there's a maturity level that it takes for guys to be okay with that. And maybe that just wasn't the case in LA.
0: Richard, thank you for gracing gracing us with your presence, man. Thank you so much. Happy holidays.
4: Hey, hey. It is a pleasure and an honor, man. You should have me on more, man. I really, I really would love it.
0: I mean, if you if you if you responded within seven hours, that would happen. Yeah, so we'll, we, we maybe that'll happen. Text but,
4: messages were Look, you got Ali yesterday and
0: you got me today, so we're good. It do You good. want
1: smoke signals? Maybe we do smoke. signals. Alright, alright. Thank
0: uh-huh. you, Richard. <laughs> All
5: right. See
0: you, man. There he is. <laughs> Richard Jefferson with us here.
5: All right. Sean McVay is going to join us in two minutes. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
0: Thanks to Richard Jefferson for joining us there on the Celebrity Hotline presented by Morongo Play It Safe Good Times. Now we're joined by the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. Uh, Sean joins us here now as well, also on the Celebrity Hotline, presented by Morongo. Play it safe, good time. Sean, thanks for the time. Before we get into football, Sean, you know we always have a question for you that has nothing to do with football. Uh, And I know you're always thrilled to answer these questions. But uh, Elsie and I were talking about this earlier because I have a friend who's dealing with something like this. Uh, And it was legitimately a friend. I'm not saying that it was me. Um, Yeah. What is a vice that you have, Sean, that your significant other – kind of rolls her eyes about a vice
3: yeah or like a habit a hobby a vice whatever oh i know i know what you mean um i don't know if i can say it on air (laughs) (laughs) wait a second what do you mean you can't say it on the air Uh, i would say i would say probably um yeah i probably can't say it on air actually (laughs) don't make or don't make one up damn it we want a real one (laughs) okay I'll tell you the real one off the air, I'll tell you okay okay <laughs> no, I would say I would say um, you know probably honestly, you know, the vice is probably just because of now doing everything. this is it this is actually true. this isn't the one I was just thinking about, but this is one of them. just kind of to be able to shut down. the bad part about having all this stuff where you can work remotely now is you know being able to shut down and and you know sometimes just take a breather from some of the work when. You know, my inclination is to work and work, and you know, sometimes pulling back is the best thing, where you can kind of take a mental break. And so, I would say just finding that balance, which you know, the the working at home atmosphere hasn't helped me do that, which I've always kind of struggled with.
1: You know, I'm I, I appreciate your answer, Sean, but I'm so curious about the real answer. Yeah, we want to know the real my, answer. My, we'll my, ask you off the air is, some other time. My mind yeah. is spinning. I'm like, what yeah. is it? Is it? Yeah. Does he like to like eat cats? Or something no, weird cats. like that? Like, what
3: what you, 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 you made him
0: Alf all of a sudden. What the hell?
3: I'm not Hannibal Lecter. I mean, come on, man. It's nothing, you know, it's nothing too bad. I just like to live a little. Okay, it's fair. You know what? We'll, it's all we'll, good.
0: It's all we good. don't want to put your business out there so you, we can have that <laughs> private conversation some other time, you, me, and LZ. Um, Sean, let me, let me ask you a quick question about uh, just kind of where your team is at right now. Look, if you look at your division, it's just pretty strange. Like, you guys have won five out of six against Seattle. Um, San Francisco seems to have your number. Have you ever seen anything like this where the, the division is so wacky in that
3: sense? I think it's really competitive. I mean, you look at it, you know, the Niners, the, obviously very disappointed in the, the outcome the other day, but you give the Niners credit. You know, you look at, we've, you know, they've won four in a row against us, two of which have come down to kicking a field goal as time expired. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, we had our chances, didn't make enough plays, and they, and they did. And, um, you know, then Arizona and, and Seattle are playing at a really high level. And, and you know, it's, it's, I think it's a really competitive division. I think it forces you to be on it every single week, which really this league in general does. And so the thing I like about it is after a really disappointing game like that, you know, you just can't wait to go back to work. And, you know, the preparation helps you move on for another game. And you can't let, the, you know, last week's loss linger into this week.
1: Uh, Coach, you are a man who prefers, at least early on when you were with the Rams, to take the burden on yourself whenever the team has fallen short. You know, you were always quick never to say, you know, this player or that player is always about you. And I think a lot of us appreciated that. It was refreshing to hear you take responsibility. But clearly you know where I'm going with this. You did not do yep. that this week. You named Jared Goff and you said he needed to be better. You said he needed to take care of the ball. Is that about your maturation and growth as a head coach and your comfort in calling out your, your guy, or is this about your relationship with Jared Goff knowing he can take it?
3: Yeah, I I think it's a little bit of, I think, you know, number one, I wouldn't say anything if I didn't think he could take it. And, you know, I do think it's important. I think, you know, at the end of the day, I always feel like, you know, the first thing you got to do is you got to look inward, be accountable, especially in a leadership role. But I also think that, you know, you want to be honest about your evaluation and, um, you know, I do believe that he's got broad enough shoulders to handle that in, in a setting to where, you know, nobody knows the amount of pressure except for him. You know, the quarterback position is the hardest position in pro sports, in my opinion. Um, there's so much attention paid to it, and I know he can handle it. And I do believe, you know, what I said is true, that uh, he's capable of it, and I want to see him do it. And I think he can, and um, I think it was really just kind of an honest reaction in the, in the moment wasn't something that I would ever do if I thought it would ever, you know, affect him in a negative way. But he and I have a great relationship. He knows I'm demanding of him behind closed doors uh, in an open setting, and and I think he would agree with that assessment. And uh, it certainly doesn't mean that I'm, uh, you know, blameless in that situation as well. I always feel like I can do better for our guys, and and that'll never be uh, that'll that'll never change.
0: Sean McVay, Rams head coach, joining us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Sean, how much of that – look, and and I'm not saying you need this, but I think every coach uh, has different players year in and year out, especially in football. You guys are always churning the roster uh, for the most part. How much equity, though, does that buy you with other players, right, that you're willing to, you know, not call guys out, but hold guys accountable in public if necessary? Like how much does that factor in to the equity within the entire locker room?
3: I think the important thing is is you be you know you hold them accountable in the settings where you know you're 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 working amongst each other and uh, I think that's the important thing you know really it, it was it, it wasn't anything that I thought too much about I was asked the question about you know what, what's been the consistent theme and I just said you know hey our quarterback Jared's got to take better care of the football and I know he can and he will and and that was really just it, it, there wasn't really any sort of deep underlying kind of messaging that I was trying to get done there. I think the most important thing with your players is being consistent and holding everybody to a standard and being accountable amongst one another uh, in the settings that we're all exposed to. Um, and that was, that was kind of really what it, what it boiled down to. And um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about working with him, putting my arm around him and, and figuring out a way that we can kind of collectively bounce back. And I think he knows that, you know, it's, this isn't something where you're isolated by yourself. Uh this is something where there's a lot of pressure. You can handle it, and I'm looking forward to trying to help him and, and help our team respond this week with a great challenge against the Cardinals.
1: About the Cardinals, what's different about them this year? And I don't mean in terms of roster. There's something else that's different about them.
3: Yeah, I I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I think Cliff Kingsbury's done a great job in his second year. There's a there's another year of continuity and I think they have some of these uh, igniters, you know, in different phases. I mean, this Kyler Murray guy is special. He can make so many different plays. He can beat you in so many ways. Obviously, you, you see what a, what a Hopkins is capable of doing. And then Buda Baker and Patrick Peterson are, you know, Patrick Peterson's been an all-pro for a long time, and I have tremendous respect for his game. But I think Buda Baker is one of the best players in this league that people don't talk enough about. I mean, if you watch a guy and you say, hey, what does it look like to compete with a relentless pursuit every single snap uh you know balls to the wall this guy is exactly what it looks like and uh you know he's a great player and you know they're they're, they're a really good team and and uh you know it's going to be something that we got to be able to bring it this week to go get our eighth win
0: and hopefully uh you know if you win you know you can prank him again like you did last year with that uh roger goodell call you know hopefully you know we you, know, you can do that if you're on the winning end you can have some fun at his expense too
3: yeah, they, people always ask me if uh, if he ever got me back. I said, yeah, he did. He drafted Kyler Murray number one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to get you back. I don't think there's any question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sean McVay, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, taking on uh, the Cardinals this week. Of course, you can check the game out right here on the home of the Rams, 710 ESPN. Sean, a pleasure, brother. Best of luck this weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, guys. You got it. Take care. There he is, Sean McVay with us here. All right, LZ, Momo's coming in the house for an hour to talk about LeBron's new contract, what it means for the Lakers and their stability, uh, AD, all that stuff, and the future of the Lakers, all in three minutes.